With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. I'm here with Cameron from Merch Jar. That is his uh, Amazon advertising software. He's been using it to absolutely kill it on Amazon Merch. And today we're going to talk about his recent success. What's up, Cameron? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. I know, man. I'm, I'm, how did so much time go by without us touching base and uh, catching up, man? That's been more me. It's been a crazy year personally for me. So kind of trying to get back in the swing of things, make more content and uh, yeah, give value to everybody watching so yeah man and i already know that you've been killing it in business because we were talking a little bit uh, off camera about like how your different businesses have been kind of pushing along and whatnot uh specifically though i want to talk today about we just had black friday we had cyber monday yeah i already know that you you're always killing it on merch but like what were your numbers looking like recently um on you know black friday well we can just uh if you want we can just share my screen i'll just I'm happy to show it. Um, let me just pop go. this All right. over. Here's the graph. So check that out. What what'd your Black Friday look like? So Black Friday, yep, 622 units, $3,200 in royalties. Uh, a lot of that from my one hero product, as I call it. Um, about three quarters of sales from that. And uh, this is just one t-shirt, as you can see, 450 units, $2,300. So that was Black Friday. Um, and then Cyber Monday actually beat Black Friday, which I was a little surprised actually. It was off to a really slow start. Then people must have like get off work and it just exploded. <laughs> I thought people but, would do their Black Friday shopping or Cyber Monday at work. Isn't that how you're supposed to do it? <laughs> I you would think like they should pay you to do that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but six hundred ninety five dollars or six hundred ninety five units and uh, five hundred of that from the hero. 3,600 total royalties you guys can see there, but year over year, it's about 50% increase from what I saw last year. Yeah, that's amazing. And so why don't you just like briefly tell uh, everybody about how you were able to kind of achieve these numbers um, with the help of Merch Jar? Like, I mean, obviously if, if I show some big numbers, the first question I get is like, oh, how much in ads, how much in ads? So we already know you're advertising, like kind of what's the secret of how you're able to achieve this crazy success? Well, so Merch Jar is definitely like a key to that and just advertising in general. Like no product is going to reach this level in this sales environment with just how much competition there is, how uh, oversaturated all this is, unless you're using ads. I mean, Amazon kind of requires it, um, which I mean, for them, it's a business decision, too, because they're mm. making all that money from it. So, of course, they want you to run ads and they reward you for that with organic traffic when you're getting sales. So that's ads is definitely like the key to this success, but it's not overnight either. This shirt is over three years old. Um, so, it, and it takes time to get ranks or thousands of reviews on it. That's another key too, is it like kind of that age? Um, this isn't a get rich quick scheme. Like maybe you could hit like some trend or holiday design, but it's more of like long-term steady, consistent growth. And that's what this design has where it's just kind of, um, uh, 
it wasn't until last year, last holiday, where it kind of hit the threshold of reviews to really start taking off. And it did. It was one of the best selling uh, merch t-shirts on the platform the last week of the holiday sales, kind of right before they nice. dropped off all of the um, uh, shipping times past Christmas. That's when you see that like cliff typically mm-hmm. in sales. Um, but yeah, so advertising in general, that's kind of how it happened. And when it comes to like what that looks like for one, it's a lot of ad spend. I do spend a lot. I'm very aggressive, particularly for this design because it's kind of in a very broad niche where there is a lot of competition. It's competing for very high traffic, high competition search terms against more than just t-shirts too. Like on the, you know, think of like, dad shirt like how broad and generic it you know right. that's getting that makes sense of, that you're hundreds. casting such a broad like net because that's one thing that like for people watching you know you may hit the apex top of your possible like sales in a niche and it still might not match cameron's shirt because like yeah. it may not have these super broad keywords like for like for instance like what if you chop the word shirt off you know what i mean and you don't even put the the product type and you just put like gift for X. Yeah. Cameron might be ranking super high on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're, but you're also competing against more than just those kind of products you're competing against. I don't know. Just look at dad gifts on Amazon and just see all the kind of crazy stuff that is selling out. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's more about um, trying to reach the peak, uh, peak potential of what your product is. And there's a few strategies with that ads is kind of behind all of them, but yeah, not every, design or product is going to have that level of reach and that's totally okay it's kind of like owning the search terms that it it fits the relevant search terms this one does happen to be very broad where it can reach those sales levels which is great Um, but it's also again it it costs tens of thousands of dollars to get there where another you know you're in a very small sub niche of a sub niche that is much cheaper um to do, especially with ads, you can actually run your ads profitably on a lot of that. Uh, these, the last several months leading up to Christmas, I mean, my ads were unprofitable for the specific design, um, especially for a lot of the big keywords. I mean, there's keywords where I'm paying right now over $3 per click just to try to maintain or maintain that rank or keep ranking up for that search term. I'm losing money on it, but it's worth it for me to when it's a search term that sees hundreds of thousands of of impressions per month, that's um, it's worth it. So it's kind of a balance there. Um, But Merchard has definitely helped with the advertising. It's easy to just say, go spend a bunch of money, but it also comes down to a little bit of strategy too. And like just straight up, like I'm honestly a pretty lazy advertiser. It's why I built Merchard because I didn't want to spend tons of time in advertising console and have a day job basically managing my ads because you could there's always like more you can do yeah. little optimizations and I'm gonna say it, really quickly like i'm in a group of like top tier like amazon merch sellers on facebook like a private group and um it's like the people who are really like i, I feel like amazon merch kind of algorithmically caps how many sales you're really going to hit in a day typically unless you're willing to really hit the ads hard. I know a lot of people see it that way too. And the people who are hitting the numbers that you're hitting, they're doing it in ad console. Like people think they're Amazon merch sellers. It's like, no, they're almost more like advertisers than they are like merch designers and uploaders. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. And and honestly, at this point, I'm not even, I don't really handle, I have a design team at this point. They handle all that. I do a little bit of research occasionally, but for the most part, I'm really hands off on that. And I do the uploading. Otherwise I've put my time and attention into ads and it's been, and I, I, Merchstar has allowed me to still maintain that kind of freedom or free up my time because it, Merchstar, it's, it's software that kind of automates a lot of the uh, daily tasks for you, those little bid changes that you want to make, um, structuring your campaigns in an appropriate way. And that's, that's another really big key that's really helped is I'm not just throwing an automatic campaign up for this product and just hoping for the best. <laughs> uh, you can do that. And that's where you start with ads, but it's then once you find the keywords that are working, you're kind of moving those, you're creating those manual campaigns, um, exact match, broad match. There. So there's kind of a structure to that as well. And Mercer automates all that for me. So I, a lot of my time this whole year, even though I've barely done anything for this specific design in ads, a little bit, I'm not going to say I just did absolutely nothing. I created some new campaigns, found some new competitors to target, some real simple stuff. Mercer has kind of handled the rest of it for me. Uh, finding those keywords that are search terms that, the automatic targeting campaigns found and then plugged in uh, those into the manual campaigns for me. And like I said, it just kind of automates that whole thing, but it, um, and, and you, it, it structures you kinda, it for you. You kind of quickly glossed over to like what to me is so valuable. Like to me is the one that makes me think like amazing. And that's just the auto adjusting of bids because that's one thing that gets overlooked, man, by a lot of people. I actually just took a call with somebody doing FBA and it was like, just was two days ago. Or it was Saturday, so I guess three days ago. But um, it's like we—it's—it's it's a great-looking product, great listing, all these things. Where they're struggling is ranking it, and obviously, yeah, ads are going to be required. But it's like if you think of like the ad spend as like a pie, and he's got one set of keywords that's like the primary where he's converting really well, and it's exact match, it's set up right. But then of the pie, it represents like maybe twenty percent of his ad spend, and the rest is kind of like spending every day but not performing well and i'm like dude like you know you don't have to fuel the fire of these other keywords that aren't really helping you get where you want to be you know you can increase your bids on that exact match and really like start to rank there organically because you're soaking up sales you're converting and you know that's where like it's it's one of these things where obviously there's a learning curve but everybody's capable of getting past it if you actually keep getting better but then also the back half is like getting in there and adjusting your bids because the bids, the suggested bids, a function of what people are willing to pay. And that's, that's mm -hmm. changing with time. So it, it changes day to day too. I mean, the performance of a, a keyword can change even like one that was performing three days ago may not be performing as well now. So it's, it's definitely not like a set it and forget it. You have to maintain your bids. And I'm not saying you have to jump in there and do it every single day. Even um, we have found that Amazon does respond to that better doing a very frequent, small adjustments to your bids versus say once a week, you're making a little bit bigger adjustments. We have found that the, the algorithm does respond to that a little bit better, not making sweeping changes, just those kind of very small changes all at once. But, and, and sometimes just kind of, it, it's just Amazon. Sometimes things just don't work the way you expect it to. You can have an auto campaign and see, hey, this search term 
for my product is doing really well. It's you know running at a 15% ACOS, has 10 orders. I'm going to throw that into a manual campaign, exact match, which you would think, okay, great. Now I can really fire this up. And Amazon won't even deliver it. They just don't give you impressions. So there's some things like that. There's some, we don't really know how Amazon's algorithm works. I don't, I don't think most people, Amazon knows how that works, uh, at least any one person. Um, so we can just kind of like make the best guesses. But I mean, there's things like, it seems Amazon only gives exact match impressions to the bigger sellers and bigger spenders. And they prefer you to use broader match, auto campaigns, broad match, phrase match versus exact match. So that's just like one example. But it comes down to, yeah, the the bid changes, like making those little adjustments over time. And I mean, just day to day in a normal season, that changes. And then when we, especially when we get into like holiday seasons, there's more competition. You have to pay attention to that because you can either spend a ton of money if you're a little lax with your budgets and your bids high. You can spend a lot of money without any results. Or the opposite of that would be your bids don't stay competitive and they just don't give you any impressions. And then you can start to lose rank. And Mm -hmm. I know you've talked about sales velocity and so forth where, and usually we talk about in the positive light where your sales velocity is you start getting sales on a search term. So Amazon increases your rank to reward you. You get more organic. They reward you more if you keep selling to keep moving up the rank. Uh, And the more you sell on Amazon, the more you sell. It's kind of this really weird concept, but once you get it, you get it, but it's a snowball effect. So as you start selling more on Amazon, they throw more traffic on you and you sell more, but it goes in the opposite too. There's a a negative sales velocity is when you start decreasing in sales, there's a snowball effect that way where you can lose sales very quickly as well, because you're losing ranking and all your competitors out there. And we're not just, I I know this is focused on merch and t-shirts, but we don't just compete against t-shirts. We're showing up on whatever search term it is and there can be any any sort of products on there that's your competition it's going to of course depend on the niche and so forth but yeah we're not just competing against t-shirts and you have competitors out there that have higher profit margins than what merch does merch is generally pretty low i got five bucks per shirt to work with that's my ammo when it comes to ads i'm still competing against other products that might have 10 15 20 dollars of profit built in to the product maybe it, it just sells for more money so there is more they have more ammo so they can spend more on ads to outcompete you. And all those competitors are waiting and vying for your spots in ranking. There's always someone trying to take you out. So it's advertising is great in that way, not just to rank up, but to protect your ranking and your sales too. Cause I mean, I think we've seen it. I know I've seen it very recently, especially with holiday sales. And, and to me, this makes, I mean, it's kind of obvious all of a sudden, you know, this is the worst Q4 of all time. Like Q4 is not looking any better than Q3. Where's all these sales that people are talking about? It's because people have gotten more aggressive with their ad spend. And now that they start outselling you, Amazon ranks them higher than you. You like you're no longer at the rank you were at. So you lose sales. Yeah, man. I, I and while you're saying that, I'm like, I've always wanted to run this experiment. I mean, I've tried it a little bit in the past where I, I'll have like a $30 t-shirt and just throw so much money into ads and just like, see if I, cause you know how a lot of customers, they don't scroll past the first row anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they'll see the $30 t-shirt. It's what they want. And they're just like, all right, I'll just buy that one. Boop. You know, you got to get a couple of reviews first. I don't know. It's always been something I've wanted to try, like just to see, cause you know, whatever the margin would be, you probably have like 12, 13 bucks of a uh, 
Yeah, and there right. there is something to that for sure. So there's there's definitely a correlation between price and how much something sells, your conversion rate. People yeah. tend to buy more of when something's cheaper. Um, personally, I prefer to have a higher price. Like I price my t-shirt, this bestseller at $19.99. So it's kind of at that, I don't know, higher price for merch. Um, you know, that isn't like in a licensed space. I think that's fair though. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Nobody, nobody thinks twice about buying a, a $20 t-shirt these days. So to me, that's like perfectly fine. Right. So, but some of my competitors, they price at $16.99, $17.99. I mean, there's one that's, I mean, it's kind of somewhat of a competitor of mine that's priced at $13.99. I know they're not advertising. For one, I can, you can check with something like Helium 10 to see if they are advertising, but I know that because they just don't have the margins. And these other products that are priced lower, I'm still out competing them because I have more to spend on my advertising to get sales. And I mean, it's kind of an old adage in business sales marketing that all things being equal, so conversion rates and so forth, the one that spends the most wins. I mean, it's just straight up that simple. If you spend more in ads, again, all things being equal, kind of product quality, conversion rates, so forth, you're going to beat your competitors. Yeah. And it's great that someone like you is out here doing it, living it sharing the results with people like me because it's like something that's always in the back of my mind but i'm like oh do i really want to go for it it's kind of scary you know i mean i can afford to like dump some money into ads and try to hit like some really broad keywords like you're doing but it's just it's it's great to see that you're successful with it that you're willing to share like how it actually works like you know what i mean also it's like yeah you might be converting on on the broad gifts like uh the broad keywords like gift for dad you know what i mean gift for dad if you get ranked on there and you generate a bunch of reviews for there well, those reviews are still showing up on your product when someone types in like dad t-shirt, right? So, or you know what I mean? Or maybe even like long tail keywords. More yeah, it's kind of a rising tide lifts all boats sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so but like, I, I, I want to be clear, this didn't happen overnight. Like I didn't just like create this product and jump into competing for dad gifts with, you know, all these other products. It took a lot of time. Um, and I was, you know, I'm not this aggressive with every single product just out the gate. It's just for one, I... I've been doing this for, I don't know, four and a half years or so now in Merch by Amazon. And I couldn't look at a design and say, hey, that's going to sell. That one's not going to sell. That one's going to sell. I just, I don't know. It's kind of just, you know, throw it at the wall and see what happens. But when something starts getting traction, that's when you can start fueling it with ads. But it also takes reviews. I mean, you're going to have to reach a certain number of reviews before you really start ranking. Like if you look at the top 100 t-shirts or whatever, um, or any of the top, charts that amazon shows there's not very many products that don't have at least probably a hundred plus reviews most of them are going to be in the thousands in most product categories it happens from time to time more on you know kind of those trending products current events so forth but those also don't tend to last year to year either you're not going to see those same products for the most part next year as you do this year unless it is just one that i don't know just has some staying power but yeah those trending products don't so that's the other key, key piece of it is like it, it it just takes time to get reviews. I don't know what the review rate is, especially after they switch kind of the ratings versus like having to leave a review. But it just takes a lot of sales to get a certain threshold where I feel like you can really rank and start competing. And this is going to depend on the niche, too. But if, you know, we're talking kind of in this category, I'm in is just very broad, um, you know, top of the chart sort of thing. Yeah, I probably a hundred plus reviews. I don't think you're really ranking without that. You could start in some other niches, maybe a little bit lower, but 
that's going to be a key piece. But like I said, this took years to do. I didn't just start competing on this. It took years to build up these reviews um, and also to optimize your ads. This product started out just like all my other ones with an automatic campaign. Once I kind of saw it was performing well, and then you find those keywords, you start creating a um, manual campaigns. I can actually show the structure. I got, let me, I got a link here or a, an image if just to kind of like put an image sure. to what we're talking about when it, when I'm talking about campaign <laughs> structure. Um, let me find, I know I got it here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I know you talked about this last time you were on the channel too, and it's great advice just to structure your campaigns uh, in a logical way. But obviously like for beginners, I think we all go down the rabbit hole of um, probably doing it in a less optimal way initially and then having to recreate um, ad campaigns. The person I was talking to Saturday, it's like I've, I've had a couple calls with them and uh, the, like, yeah, that was the first thing I think I said was like, yeah, maybe restructure, like restart all these campaigns, you know? Yeah, and it's not necessarily complicated. Um, I mean, like I said, for most people, if you have a product that's doing well, which is kind of what we're talking about, these like hero products of yours, and your hero product is going to be different than my hero product. That's just anything that's making up a, a significant portion of your revenue. So you're you're putting more time into it. So, I mean, it doesn't mean it's like, oh, I'm not selling something that's selling, you know, 100 units a day. That's fine. You might have something that's only selling three units a day or less than that, or maybe it's only 15 times in a month that you can start putting a little bit more attention to with advertising. Um, here, I think I got it here. So I wasn't prepared to show this, but I think I got oh, yeah, no it. Worries. Here we go. So this is a structure. This is a very typical structure, very similar to what I use. And I go a little bit further, but that's a little more advanced. And this would be quite some time down the road before you even need to do much more than this. But you're going to start with your auto harvesting campaign. This is your automatic campaign. You just have your one ASIN, your one product in there. And as you start finding search terms that convert and get sales, you're going to start testing those uh, with exact match. And then once they perform even better, your best performers are getting the most orders. I move those into a performance campaign. And there's a lot of different ways you can structure this with ad groups and so forth. But this is a very general structure that I use to, it's kind of like a, a sales funnel almost. You start with the auto campaign, find your search terms, moves to the testing campaigns, test them out, the ones that work the best, move into the performance. And it's structured this way to just give you some advantages through the way Amazon ads is structured with your budgets, um, your bids through like placement adjustments and things like that, which again, is a little more advanced. So if you're, if you're brand new to ads, just an automatic campaign is great. They work really well. A ton of my sales come from auto, automatic campaigns. And it's always frustrating to me when I see kind of a stigma behind it where, and I don't know if it's like an old school PPC mentality or what that is. Like you got to go manual. It's like, uh, I don't know. There's, there's some weird stigma about giving up the reins to Amazon, but Amazon's the one that has all this data. Like they have a ton of data to use to find customers that convert and Amazon wants you too. Yeah, of course they make money when people click on it, but they don't want people to just click and not buy. They want customers to buy products. So they they are there's an alignment there in goals between us and Amazon advertising. Not for sure. I know a lot of people that were doing the like auto campaigns, like lower bids, like I feel like <laughs> you were probably the root, like the probably the person that made it super popular. I, I definitely like helped with the uh, echo chamber. Um, on my YouTube channel as well, but it is like when I post my, my monthly, I guess we're a couple of days away from a new month. 
I post my, um, on the first of the month, like on Instagram, my monthly sales. And then I post a second image of my ad spend. And I'm not in here doing a lot of manual work, but the, the like catch all, you know, low ball bid. Um, oh yeah. So those, campaign. I those just, are I, called I, I lottery campaigns. Is that what we're talking about now? The one with like all the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not setting like a higher bid auto. Cause I just like, I can't be in there managing it. I just don't have time, you know, but it, it's like, people are like ads, ads. And I'm like, second image, check the second image. And then it's like, Oh, hundred and like $50 spent 4% a cost. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And that's the other area where I'd say beginners should start is, and maybe you can link a video I did on lottery campaigns, just what they are, but it's it, they're as simple, literally as simple as you can get. It's one campaign with one ad group in it. And if you don't know what these things mean, it's fine. It's just kind of how Amazon structures these things. They're kind of like boxes within boxes. You have a campaign box with an ad group box in it, then all of your products inside that one ad group. And just kind of let Amazon handle the rest. They're going to target the products that you need to. You don't have to worry about anything. And you can start with really low bids and just make really small adjustments. So they're low risk too. I know that's a really big fear for people just getting started in, in ads like I don't have a lot of budget. I'm worried that they're going to spend a ton of money. Start with the lottery campaigns, throw a couple bucks a day, daily budget. You might not even spend that depending on how conservative you are with ads, but they do extremely well. Um, and there's a lot of different ways you can take them from there and kind of get your feet wet. But if you're if you're new to Amazon ads, the best thing you can do is just jump in and get started. There's ways you can do it very safely and conservatively without kind of blowing your budget out of the water yeah dude that's great that's great tips uh i'll definitely link to that video if you want to send it to me so everybody check that out in the description i'll have a link to merch jar as well uh and your of course facebook group so uh cameron man it's been a great been great catching up with you great discussion yeah, anything you want to leave us with uh on the way out uh no happy advertising uh if you're not already get get started because it can completely change your business Awesome, man. Well, hey, it was great talking to you. Thanks for being here and I uh, can't wait to do it again.